0: Welcome to a very special edition of the Agile Coffee Podcast. It's our 10th anniversary episode! That's right, 10 years on the air. What's that? Oh, it's just our 10th episode. Oh. Can we still keep the cake? Welcome again. You are listening to episode 10 of the Agile Coffee Podcast. That's right, we finally made it into double digits. I am joined today by John Jorgensen. It's a pleasure again. We also have Dr. Dave Cornelius.
1: Always fun to be with you guys.
0: Well, gentlemen, we have a few cards left over from the previous session. Uh, Number one is Culture as the Silent Killer Next is Deliver Fast. Is that yours, Dr. Dave?
1: Uh, yeah, mine's talking about one of the lean principles.
0: And the third one is Flex Training.
2: Just something I found the other day related to Scrum
0: or Agile Training, want to explore. So, the rules of Agile Coffee follow the Lean Coffee rules, whereby we take these cards, we go ahead and prioritize them, which we've already done. We'll take the first card and give it five minutes. After that time expires, we will give a thumbs up if we want to keep going or a thumbs down if we want to stop. We'd once again like to remind you that you can participate in this discussion on Twitter by using the hashtag AskAgileCoffee or the hashtag TellAgileCoffee. Join us and be a part of the conversation. All right, so our next topic now is culture as the silent killer. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, so this dun, dun, is dun, my dun, topic and I think it describes the the scenario that um plays out in my mind quite a bit, which is where we go through this vacillation of saying, "Oh, culture, yeah, we're good. We're good, you know, we understand our culture." And then, you know, the other side is um, The other side is like, oh, well, culture is like this really complex, difficult thing, and it comes around, and it'll eat us alive if we don't, like, tend to it properly. And so as we just go from one extreme to the other, all that has to happen is a little bit of overconfidence and a little bit of risk-taking, and then all of a sudden you have, like, in some team somewhere or some group somewhere, like... A complete mutiny on your hands mm. and all of a sudden you realize like there's this momentum that's been working against positive outcomes for a long time and now it's like a runaway train
1: well culture is a lived experience right yeah. it, it's 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 not something that you just put on a big poster board and stick it up in in your lobby yeah. right. so if you think of organization like enron Mm-hmm. I mean their cultural statement was really great right? To respect mm-hmm. people And um, certain behaviors They're not tolerant here but, and, and you could see There was an undercurrent yes. and w- When the reality Of business demands Come into play mm-hmm. It will test your culture It really tests your fortitude And your real commitment To, to being Like what you set out to be in the first place
0: Mm-hmm. So do we need a culture police or, and police is obviously the wrong word. Um, how do we, how do we adhere to culture and kind of keep our culture in check? Well, I was just thinking
2: the same question mm-hmm. myself and I wasn't thinking police as much as like a probe. Mm-hmm. In other words, like, you know how you go, you, d- you, you you dig this, like, I don't know, this column into the earth and you pull out a sample and go, oh, okay. So I see this strata and it looks like the soil is fertile and, everything's good or you pull it out you're like oh my gosh we're sitting on like this toxic waste dump or something Mm -hmm. if there was a way to like get a truly representative sample of like what's going on maybe that's a safety check where you can go okay what's plastered up on the wall is totally different from what people are feeling and thinking and doing um, and then address it right because you're you're trying to get congruence going on there. Retrospectives, I, I, yeah, I, I believe <laughs> that
1: we should. Le- retrospective is a continual improvement yeah. mechanism. Yeah. You know why not leverage that as as one of the, the discussion points that you have.
0: So and retrospectives are focused on the team, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about culture, the team could have a culture, yeah. but if the culture around that team, out external to that team, is anything different and it obviously will be yeah. you know think it's affected so
1: think of soup and circles okay yeah right think of
0: soup, soup talk us circles,
1: through it right yeah. which, which is is really influence within the team influence outside the team and the soup. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I believe that there are teams outside of the teams for for lack of a better word that that Really has to play a different part, a, a part in the retrospective itself. So, I think retrospectives is more than just the team doing the work. That you could apply it to just about anything because it's a continual. In, in so there's a good concept.
2: there's a good insight. In other words, mm-hmm. um, retrospectives are probably second nature to the teams that I work with sure. in, in, in software engineering and agile. The rest of the organization probably not. Right. And as we start asking ourselves, how could we spread the goodness of mm-hmm. Agile? Maybe the, the starting off with a retrospective and saying, you know, you guys decide the frequency, you guys decide the format, etc. will be a backup, a brain trust, if you want to know what the options are and what's worked for us. But try your first ret- retrospective soon, and let's talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's where you kind of make a little beachhead yeah. into an actual enterprise-wide transformation.
0: So again, what, what role or what person in the organization is responsible for for doing that, like outside of the Agile teams? Is it the Agile coach? Is it a founder of the company? Is it an organizational change? Someone in HR is spearheading this? um. Well, this well, it reach can be a enemy? process champion, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you, you have different process changes taking place. And to me, culture is nothing more than you know, there's a process to it as well. I mean, you may have a process champion that you that comes out of maybe Odhi or some other organization. It could be one of the leaders. Yeah, you, know, you are now going to be the guy who's responsible for, you know, culture.
2: I I would submit that actually the most disinterested third party that has the best up to date skills in facilitating something like a retro would be a random scrum master picked from you know, whatever, you know, practicing organization you have and, you know, sworn to secrecy or whatever, but that can provide a safe environment for a genuine retrospective to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know,
0: and, and I guess the reason I was asking, and maybe the, the kernel of the question is like, who's responsible for culture? And for me, the answer would be like, we're all responsible for culture. Mm -hmm. So is, is this person, like, is it one person or is it everyone has to kind of take that responsibility on. And if, if I ever see that culture is slipping somewhere, I have to like do something about it myself first. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, at, well
1: I, I think it's everyone mm-hmm. and because it's like quality. To me, culture also, you could look at it as a form of quality, oh, right? Because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everyone is responsible for quality. Right. Even if you don't work on a product, I mean, everyone is responsible for innovation. Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone is responsible for, for culture. But you do have to have someone at some point in time maybe multiple people a committee yeah. who are accountable for culture yeah. and, they're, and they're, they're two different things right?
0: awesome yeah I love this topic um, let us know what you think of this topic culture as the silent killer let us know reach out on twitter at using uh, by using the hashtag ask agile coffee if you have a question or in this case tell agile coffee either one works fine and talk to us about how you view culture in the organization uh, again I think this is a great topic something that we can probably go on um, at length and discuss but let's move on then to our next topic which is that of Deliver Fast
1: yeah Deliver Fast is um, <laughs> again I'm thinking about Lean this week and and uh, one of the, this is the fifth principle about being able to deliver software products to market fast but to, to deliver fast means you have to have the presence of quality mm-hmm. I have and, and so, oftentimes, people focus more on the deliver fast and not on the quality aspect of it because they're afraid to stop the assembly line. Because that's one mm-hmm. of the principles, right? They don't want to stop the assembly line, but they still want to put junk out there and get through the whole defect management process.
2: The, there's an irony there, by the way, which is that, you know, with the Toyota production system, just having the cable you know that you, you jerk the cable and the, the line stops just having the cable made the um, people who are working on the line take quality more seriously and feel like you know they could that they were being empowered to do that because they could jerk the cable even though perhaps they never did or they they did less often than was even intended um, and there's something counterintuitive wouldn't you agree that like we tend to think naively that it, it takes longer to build in quality. And so if something's got to give, then quality is the natural physical fuse, if you will, mechanical <laughs> fuse that, you know, gives, gives first.
0: Is there a an equivalent to the, the safety cord or the cable in, in software development in the release process?
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I think it mm-hmm. has to do with, like, the deployment process where you... Either have some say and whether, you know, deployment is a go or no-go. Um, maybe that means you sit on a certain committee or a certain board. Um, or whether you are in charge of some sort of gate that opens mm-hmm. or doesn't. Yeah.
1: Release management uh, in, in some organization play that role, right? Mm-hmm. Because or, or system testing plays that role. That really is, is really exercising your system to make sure that it aligns with, with some customer, you know, practices or some customer environment where it says "Nope, nope, no, nope, can 't go," because in this scenario, mm-hmm. um, it totally breaks this these types of customers, so I mean yeah, you could have a, a group I responsible think responsible for that,
2: and I think that that mechanism is a watershed kind of thing if you don't really have collective code ownership as this this mindset or mentality pervasive through your organization then it will always turn into a he said it would be okay, let him fix the problem, or at least let him take the blame for some escape defect. Or maybe the defect didn't escape, maybe it's a delayed delivery or something. But until everyone is required to at least give a nod and say, I understand the risks or the quality issues, we still want to deliver fast, we all collectively own the consequences of this, and we're moving ahead anyway. Right. That that that's an acceptable answer in a lot of scenarios, especially if you look at like you know lean startup. I mean, mm-hmm. quick and dirty is better than not at all.
1: Yeah, but, but but also the thing is, is to deliver fast, we have to manage our wet. Yes, everyone we wants to overload us with do more, do more because you can go faster. I say do less and yes. build better quality products out the door as opposed to you know just putting junk out there.
0: Do people in the organization understand that delivering fast lowers risk yeah. for the most part? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, where I am, that's the way it is. I, I think, yeah,
2: it depends on the maturity of the, the workers involved. I would say most people, when you think of fast, you think of an automobile going fast, and you or think of more negative, risk. It's more risk, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the irony, I think, that we've pointed out is that when... You're saying, okay, what does it take to get fast safely? You look at quality and stuff and and the way that you protect it.
1: But just one thing I wanted to add is is that um, from the research that I did um, recently for my dissertation, one of the the, the concepts or one of the things that was uh, discovered Mm -hmm. is that people found that by transitioning to this model, they got faster feedback from their customers Mm -hmm. versus – Waiting for an 18-month type delivery cycle. So um, it's one of the things that um, I'll be sharing about uh, the value of Scrum to organization. One of the findings of customers finding um, giving feedback faster and people being able to respond and and and.
0: Provide yeah, a, a it, great value it, to cost the
1: yeah.
2: And, and I think it, again, it's ironic because when we're thinking of just delivery, yeah. not like, well, what about the profitability of yeah. what you're delivering? Then, of course, we just say like, well, gosh, you know, get it, get it, get it done, get the entire scope, including quality, done, and get it out fast. But if we were thinking like, what about getting the right thing out fast? Yes. Mm. Then maybe you know we take on a different mentality as well.
1: Certainly.
0: All right. Well, that was a fast topic that we've delivered to you. Now let's be flexible and move into our last and final topic, which is Flex training.
2: Yeah, so this was just something that I saw randomly again. Um, somebody who was, uh, I think, certified in Flex, and and uh, you know when I when I see Agile certifications uh, that I don't know about, I'm intrigued, mm-hmm. and um, I looked into it and. I believe it was Jeff Sutherland, um, who probably has a military background of some sort, um, giving a very glowing um, endorsement or at least um, comment on Flex Training or the individual that had received it. And so, you know, I I looked further into it and it it is a group of either active or uh, retired um, military people that are providing um, like two or three days of... Mm -hmm what appears to be very intensive uh training related to project management perhaps agile and scrum and um you know i had noticed some of my personal connections that were related to this um people uh in the alia um format uh were probably aware and of of this and
0: also um you want to say Just what the format is real quick?
2: Yeah, so um, Dick Carlson um, is a oh, yeah. member of a SoCal Agile group that, that I see frequently, and he's used uh, his experiences over, gosh, probably 30 or 40 years in the aerospace industry to bring together best practices into a training um, that he provides. And the ALEA acronym, acronym escapes me, but I'm sure it's online, perhaps okay. Com. okay. And um, so, yeah, I guess to me this is something of a novelty because uh, we've seen a lot of agile implementations coming out of software development. Right. And it seems to be that now there's a growing interest in, Uh, agile or scrum beyond it Mm -hmm. and it's this sleeping giant is as far as i can tell where it's not really discussed as much and probably doesn't own as much mindshare as agile inside it but there are many hardware related or hard product uh, related implementations of agile that have been around for actually quite some time and are very you know sustainable in, in my view so you know when I when I hear new new areas of application of agile principles or Scrum or Lean Startup or Lean itself uh, the new Lean I guess you could call it um, I'm interested and so uh, you know this this perked my interest piqued my interest once again which is these these military people oh no, by the way so this this group that provides the Flex training. I think they said something like 1.2 million people had been trained under this framework, mm-hmm. uh, if we could call it that. Um, and, again, like it completely blows my mind how um, any – this group, I would say probably we're looking at about five or six consultants somewhere on the East Coast. Mm. Um there you know how could five point how could five or six consultants train 1.2 million people yeah. or were there more earlier or are they a different organization i really don't know right but um it's kind of a cool idea to think that there could be like over a million people that have been exposed to the same ideas that that we have around agile and lean and um scrum it, though it may go by a different moniker. And applying it in places that have nothing to do with software but maybe everything to do with military conflict or planning or some other kind of project management
0: yeah interesting yeah, it is interesting stuff. I only uh, found out about it the other day when you forwarded me that information, so mm-hmm. um, it didn 't look as interesting to me, so now with that with that background <laughs> yeah. i'll uh, i 'll revisit and see sure. if it 's still as uninteresting to me. Um, I guess that brings us to the end of our topics. So if there's any other uh, final notes, final comments that we want to share, now's our chance. Um, quite a few things coming up in the fall. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a, a rundown of some of the, the major events um, up on the website. And can I just like make a request to those of you guys who are doing these, um, these conferences? I mean, they're awesome and everything, but do they all have to be on the same weekend in November? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You in one place. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. So thanks again for listening uh, to agilecoffee.com. Once again, our contact information, uh, John Jorgensen, is at water scrum bond. Dr. Dave Cornelius is at Dr. Cornelius info. Also, you have a website, Dr. Dave Cornelius. It's
1: just dave-cornelius.com.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I just like to call you doctor. I like it. That's <laughs> www.dave-cornelius.com. <laughs> <No. laughs> and I am at Agile Coffee on Twitter. All this contact information is on the website, agilecoffee.com. And we look forward to you responding to us on Twitter with the hashtags AskAgileCoffee or TellAgileCoffee. So once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and see you next time. See ya. Bye.